Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We'll hear again a portion of our gospel lesson. They brought a man to him, to Jesus, who was deaf and had a speech impediment. They pleaded with Jesus to place his hand on him. Jesus took him aside in private, away from the crowd. He put his fingers into the man's ears, then he spit and touched the man's tongue. After he looked up to heaven, he sighed and said, Ephatha, which means, be opened. Immediately, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was set free, and began to speak plainly. We pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Last time that Jesus had been in this area, the region of the Decapolis, things were quite different. He had been met by a man possessed by legions of demons. He had cast out the demons and permitted them to go into a herd of pigs. And the herd of pigs went stampeding off the cliff and into the lake and drowned. When the people heard that their herd of pigs had been destroyed, they told Jesus, go away. We don't want you around here. The man from whom he had driven the demons begged to go along with Jesus, but Jesus said, no, stay behind. Stay here and give witness. Give testimony to your friends, to your family, to your neighbors of what God has done for you. Apparently, God used this man's testimony very effectively in the hearts of the people who heard him. And now this time, when Jesus came to that region again, they brought all kinds of people to Jesus for him to heal them. Mark tells us about one of those men, this man who was deaf and who had a speech impediment. You think about someone in his condition, especially in those days, you think this man must have had a very difficult life. Imagine being his parents when he's a toddler and he's toddling off to something dangerous, something hot, and you shout, no, he can't hear you. And he's crying and crying because something's wrong, and he can't tell you what it is that's wrong. As he grows a little bit older and likely tries to mimic the lips of people that he sees moving, trying to say something, but, well, no one can understand him, and then when he has friends, children, his same age, and he tries to speak, well, they probably just either ignore him or, or make fun of him. Along the way, he probably learned some coping skills to, to kind of point to things that he wanted, to maybe shake his head yes or shake his head no if he wanted or didn't want something, some form of sign language. I don't think there was anything developed like we have today, some kind of a standard sign language that he could use. Most likely, few people outside of his own family were willing to have the patience to to help him and care for his needs. But some did. We're told they. We don't know who they were. They aren't identified, but they brought him to Jesus and begged Jesus to put his hand on him and to heal him. They cared for this man. They remind us of another group of they 
unnamed men who carried a lame man on his stretcher to bring him to Jesus, but they couldn't get in the door of the house. It was too packed. So they went up on the roof and let him down right in front of Jesus for him to be healed. Or it reminds us of Peter and John as they saw this lame man from birth who was begging every day at the gate of the temple called Beautiful. Who can forget what Peter said? Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I will give you in the name of Jesus Christ, Nazarene. Get up and walk. A value that we want to have in our own hearts and that we want to instill in our family is that value of empathy, of caring for those in need, for those who are disabled. Try to put yourself in their shoes to realize that anyone could have been born disabled. Anyone can become disabled at some time in their lives. We want to overcome that temptation that's there in our sinful nature to either ignore or to make fun of someone who is different, someone who can't do the things that most people can do. We want to remember that a disability does not make someone less human. A disabled person is still a person. A human being who has feelings, desires, just like we do, but more importantly, a human being who has an eternal soul, just like us. I'm grateful that I was able to learn some of these things by experience, by first-hand experience. My dad was disabled. He got polio before I was a year old, lived the rest of his life in a wheelchair, Never saw him walk, not at least that I can remember. You learn a lot of things. You see a lot of things when you live with someone who's disabled. You see people who purposely go far away, right? They don't, don't want to get close to someone in a wheelchair or someone with a disability. Just try to avoid them. Or you hear people who asking questions to you intending the question to be for that person, but they're just kind of ignoring the person as if that person can't understand or can't respond, and they could do that. Learn uh, how to look for back doors where there are fewer steps, for tables that were the right height or tables that didn't have legs in the way of the wheelchair. important things to learn. I learned about providing care almost 24-7. I learned patience, but most importantly, I learned what these men must have learned, that you don't look at the disability, you don't look at the wheelchair. This is a person, a person who has an eternal soul, a person who's really just like you. Whoever those people were who brought this man to the Jesus and begged him to heal this man had learned that value. That value had been instilled in them in some way. But what about Jesus? What kind of care did he demonstrate for this man? It says Jesus took him aside in private away from the crowd. Why would he do that? Well, from what we hear later, it seems that he was concerned about this man he maybe was agitated, he maybe was fearful, 
didn't know who Jesus was, what he was going to do to him, he takes him away so he can focus. Once they were away from the crowds, he demonstrated his patient, loving care. He took his fingers and put them in the man's ears. Sign language, most likely, right? This man could see, but he couldn't hear. Jesus pointing out to him, I know what your problem is, I know that you can't hear, and I'm going to do something about that. Then he spit and touched his tongue, again, sign language. I know that your tongue is tied, you you have a speech impediment. I know about it, and I'm going to do something about that. And then he looked up to heaven, had this man's attention through the sign language, and now he's saying, this healing you're about to get, that's where it's coming from, from the one and only true God. He is the one that's going to heal. You are healed by his power. And then he sighed. Many times in the Gospels, there's a, a different word than this one that's used for Jesus' response when he sees someone who has disabilities, someone who is suffering from a disease, someone who's mourning a loss of a loved one. His heart goes out to them. He, he feels it in his gut. As he sees all of those things, he, he sighs. That's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not the way he created it. When he created everything and he put Adam and Eve in the garden, everything, including them, was perfect. There was no sickness, there was no disease, there was no sin. He sighed. He also might have sighed because as the one and only true God, it's possible that in a moment he saw this whole man's life. He saw what a struggle he had had during his life because of his disabilities. He saw how maybe he was treated, that his disability was really an opportunity for others to show that they loved their neighbor as themselves, but very often they showed just the opposite. Besides, he had compassion. He identified with this man. He put himself in his shoes. He understood where he was coming from. He sighed and he said, Ephatha, which means be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened, his tongue was set free, and he began to speak plainly. That's all it took, right? One powerful word from Jesus, the one and only true God. Ephatha, that's it. The word of God has the power to do what it says. Be opened, and his ears were opened immediately. Immediately, without ever going to speech therapy, without ever spending months or years learning how to speak correctly, this man immediately spoke correctly, and no one could tell that he ever had a speech impediment. What a wonderful gift Jesus gave him. Those who brought this man to Jesus and Jesus himself shows us what it means to to care for those who have a disability. Did you know that I think the number is well over 90% of those who are deaf are unchurched? Often they feel isolated from other people and unwelcome in a regular church service. 
They need our care. Now, we can't do what Jesus did. We can't put our fingers in their ears and say, be opened and have them be healed. We don't have that power. But we can do something similar to what Peter did, right? We can say, I don't have the power to heal you, and maybe I don't have a lot of money to help you with, but there is something I do have that I want to give you. I want to learn to communicate with you in some way so that I can tell you what's most important. I can tell you about Jesus. I can tell you about that one person who cares for you more than anyone else ever has or ever could. I want you to know about the one who came to earth and lived and died in your place to pay for your sins, to cure your greatest disability, a disability that everyone has, the disability of sin. I want to tell you about the one who rose again from the dead so that on the last day when your body is raised, your ears will work perfectly and you'll get to hear Jesus say to you, come, blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you. Come and drink from the water of life. Come and eat from the tree of life. Come and enjoy perfection with me forever. Almost all of us here today can hear pretty much naturally, maybe with a little help from a hearing aid. We don't have any deaf members. But often, all too often, we act like we're deaf when we hear Jesus say something to us. Like those people who heard Jesus say at the end of our reading, now don't Go spreading this around. Go, go telling people about what I've done. But, it says, the more he gave them these orders, the more they kept proclaiming it. We understand. Yes, they saw something amazing. They were excited about it. And when you're excited about something, it's pretty hard to keep it to yourself. You want to find someone to share it with. But by doing the opposite of what Jesus told them to do, they were giving the impression, at least, that they thought they knew more or better than Jesus did. And even if they thought they might be helping him in his ministry, by doing the opposite of what he told them to do, they were actually hindering his ministry. Think about the times when you did something similar. Think about those times when you knew you should have said something, could have said something, tell someone about Jesus and, and you didn't. Think about the times when maybe you did speak up and maybe what you said was true but wasn't very loving or maybe you just gave your own opinion and it was an opinion that was contrary to what Jesus says. We have a lot to confess. We've often failed to care for those with disabilities, maybe, we have ignored them or even as a child made fun of them. We've often done the opposite of what Jesus told us to do, either not speaking up for him and his word when we should have or maybe just giving our own opinion and trying to pass it off as if it were God's word. Thankfully, Jesus cares for our disabilities too. Our disability of sin our lack of caring. As the people said, he has done everything well. Everything that Jesus has done has been perfect. He did it in your place, in my place. 
And still today, through his word, he reaches out and he sticks his fingers into our ears, ears that haven't always paid attention to him and his word as they should. And through his word, he still reaches out to us and touches our tongue, tongues that haven't always confessed him as we should, tongues that have said things that were hurtful to others. He touches them. He still looks up to heaven, and he reminds us of what he said while he was on the cross. It is finished. Nothing left for you to do. All of those sins are paid for in full. Father, into your hand I commit my spirit. Remind yourself and your family every day about how Jesus shows care for people with disabilities. Remind yourself and your family every day that the best thing that Jesus did was not to make the deaf hear or the mute speak. But the most important thing that Jesus did was to live and die in our place. As you review for yourself and for family the, the words and works of Jesus, he will fill you with his love and with his compassion. He will enable you to value someone with a disability, recognizing that they're people, human beings, just like you for whom you can care, not just physically, but more importantly, for their souls, finding ways to tell them about Jesus. Amen. Please stand.